What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geeks Against the Grain. Today's episode, we will be debating the best year of movies. Um, and Dan just made it in. Perfect. I'm going to play you a drop right after I intro the show, Dan. Um, awesome. But tonight, we're going to be talking best year of movies. Um, now, this does not limit uh, yourself to anything. You could do past, present, future. Um, I opened it up so it would prevent us from... Uh, having the same year. Um, hopefully we don't. Um, hopefully, especially no one has my year or I'll just end the show. Um, <laughs> before, just go first. That's very, no, no, because you guys know how long-winded I am. It's best if I go last. Um, just don't have my year. Uh, simple as that. I'll mute you. There we go. Easy. Simple enough. Um, but I, before I introduce, obviously, my very eager panel, I want to introduce um, the drop I will be playing every show. Um, This is from our good friends from, they called this a movie. Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This a Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com. They Called This a Movie. Testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. We want to thank them very, very, very much. That was an awesome drop. Uh, I'm going to love playing that every week. Um, and well, welcoming, thank, I really appreciate you doing that. Oh, absolutely. I was just about to intro you in right right there. Um, Dan, Dan is on. They called this a movie. Um, you guys have had such a strong response in coming over. Um, to, to our network and us promoting you guys' show. Uh, the fan base just loves you guys' show. Because it's movies that like, maybe you've seen once that maybe you forgot about. And you're like, maybe I didn't like that movie. Maybe I did. You know, it's good hearing someone bring it up again. Um, you guys are doing great, great, great things uh, with all of your shows. Because you don't just have one. Um, but uh, welcoming the for the first time to Geeks Against the Grain. I believe it's your first time, Dan. Um, what's going on, Dan? Oh, not much. It is my first time. I've been dying to do this show, so thank you very much uh, for having me, and thank you so much for the kind words uh, about They Called This Movie. We work our butt off, even though we're having a lot of fun with it. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, Anthony, he's he's the guy who pretty much carries it, and, you know, just, uh, I know I know there's a lot out there about 
you know, talking about bad movies, but it, it's a lot of fun and we're glad that it's getting a strong reception. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's everything you guys are doing. It's been so much fun. Like I said before, um, and I'm really glad we finally got to get you on an episode. This will be um, first of a lot going forward. I could have just said first of many. I don't know what's going on with my head. But first of many <laughs> going forward. Um, so we're really glad to have you. Uh, before I run out of ni- nice things to say, um, let me introduce welcoming back, I believe, since our Star Wars episode, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Once again, it's on like a mother flipping psycho. Hey, man, I'm just glad you guys got me here not to be the villain for once. That's great because every time I was on, it was like, hey, everybody loves this thing except Mike. So, hey, cool. <laughs> Wait, hold on. For our, for our fans listening, legit, it's funny because when we would talk about like, all right, what do we want our topics to be? We would – AJ and Tom usually are always super fast on coming up with ideas for topics. So when we first started Geek Against the Grain – we would come up with topics, and everyone would be like, yeah, 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 I love that movie. Like, who are we going to get to say, like, they didn't like it, so we're not just all talking about how much we loved it. Um, and then, like, Mike will come in and go, well, I hated it. <laughs> and it's like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you guys yeah. like bad movies. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you, no, we need people we, like that in the world. Absolutely. absolutely. We can't have everyone liking everything. We have to have someone that doesn't right. like it. You know. So I, I love it. But um. We definitely – it's funny because, Mike, you weren't a fan of The Last Jedi, right? Correct. Okay. Tia just saw – I really do the like The Mandalorian, time. though. It is really good. All right. I'll uh, get that in there. Somebody call me beautiful. a Star Wars hater. No, The Mandalorian is beautiful. But um, Tia actually saw The Last Jedi maybe about a week ago or a week and a half ago, and she hated it. Oh, <laughs> God bless her. God bless her. God bless her, and congratulations so, on your promotion, Tia. I wanted <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to give you and Tia that shout out, so you don't feel alone anymore. Because I forced her to watch it before um, episode nine comes out, so she did, and she was just like, "Wow, horrible." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Um, We're gonna derail if you keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, no, we are. Um, huge shout out to, uh, to Tia. She wasn't feeling well. She wanted to be on. But she will be on this Friday or Saturday, whenever we decide we're, we're putting the show out. Uh, but she will be on the next episode. So huge shout out to Tia. Feel better. Um, but yeah, I wanted to I wanted to mention that to you, Mike, before I forgot. Um, but also welcoming back Dom. What's going on, Dom? Oh man, it's all good here. I just got done feeding uh, my snake Lucifer and watching you know a mouse in its last moment. So I'm doing pretty good. Wait, is your you said your snake name is Lucifer? Yeah. Alright. Just know like I would never <laughs> come over your house. Like ever. Um, <laughs> most of, most of my friends don't. Yeah, those are two things that should not go together. A snake and like a devil. <laughs> That's why I did it. Um, but <laughs> but we're glad you're on, Dom. And last but not least, AJ, what's going on, AJ? What is up? What is up? First of all, I just want to say, how can you not like The Last Jedi? It is incredible. Uh, me and Tia were actually, me, Tia, and Ryan was actually arguing about this in our, the Top 10 podcast um, the, the last time we spoke. 
And I got so heated that people need to love The Last Jedi. And arguments I keep hearing, I just feel like they're invalid. You might have a good argument, but either way, Last Jedi is an incredible movie. And also, um, The Mandalorian is perfect. And if you have not watched The Watchmen yet, you need to. I just caught up on yeah. that today. It's awesome. Yeah, the 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 latest episode was was super trippy. It was it was so surreal. Um, when we got to see them at New York Comic Con, um, it, it was just so crazy. Just seeing actually seeing Regina King, um, like that was just insane. But um, that show is amazing. Um, I, I kind of need the producers of that show to stop talking about it as if we're only get one season. Um, cause that's making me very angry. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the Mandalorian, check out Watchmen and, um, yeah, watch the last Jedi for yourself, form your own opinion. Uh, don't listen to us, form your own opinion. Um, or just, but listen just, to AJ. just see it, just see just it, just that. see it. Um, but all right, let's get into our topic. Our topic, like I said before, is everyone will be picking what they think is the best year of movies. Um, actually, Dan, we're going to start with you since you are new to the show. We will start with you. So give us your pick for, uh, your best year of a movie. Awesome. I'm a little nervous now because now I don't want to be the <laughs> person who might have your year and lead off and just totally ruin everything. But, uh, <laughs> here it goes. I, I'm picking 1994 best Son year of, of movies. Is that, who had that? <laughs> I thought I'm the only old one on the show. No one's gonna pick '94. That was my year. I'm too. thirty. I'm thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, All right. I mean, I got a backup. Don't worry about it. I got backups too. Okay. All right. You see, this is why you, I ruined everything right off the bat. Coming on my first show, it goes to a grinding halt. Um, no, I mean, you look at the list. I mean, you have Pulp Fiction. One of my top five movies, Forrest Gump, uh, Clerks, Kevin Smith's first film, and of course, one of the best animated movies ever, The Lion King. So, and right there, that's a th- those are heavy hitters in the in the uh, film community, obviously. So, and I was young enough to enjoy just The Lion King. I didn't get to see Pulp Fiction for a few more years after uh, after that, but and uh, going down the list, The Professional, Ed Wood. Uh, it, it's a pretty good year. Ace Ventura, I mean, if you like those kind of movies, obviously. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, another one of my favorites. True Lies. I mean, it, it's. I think we '94 is right in like smack dab where the, the really good '90s movies are, and like the slapstick, really corny movies are. It's uh, it's a solid year. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Funny thing is, you picked '94. I was one, one. Yeah, I was one. I was one in '94. Um, oh, so everything geez. you I'm like goo goo gaga. Like I, I, I barely was alive during any of that. Uh, um, I was seven, I think. I was seven, seven years old at that time. Oh man, so you actually were in the 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 thrill of the Lion King. Like I watched it. I, I, oh, yeah. I got older. Um, that was uh, always one of like, I saw that. Like, to me, go ahead. Yeah, I saw that in Manhattan, I believe, and like they had this big production of it, and I it's one of my very first film memories. 
Yeah, I, so that I movie always really say, holds a place in my heart. I always say the Attitude Era, the Jordan Era, and when Lion King first came out, um, it is um, one of the Attitude biggest. Era, of course. Um, is one of the biggest regrets of me being born in '93 is that I was too young to really know any of what was going on in the height of any of that. Um, so, I mean, that just, it, it sucks. And you bringing up 94 and how many good movies came out, I'm just like, ah, oh, sucks. I mean, you, know, you had like, <laughs> you had Nicktoons going on, right? You had like Rugrats, Doug, uh, yeah. what else? Hey Arnold and all that. I mean, I am the person who says the 90s was the best time to grow up. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make a case as a kid, the 90s was the best time. Um, as an adult, you might, have people, you might have people that say 60s or the 80s. Um, but as a kid, it's, it's not even to be debated, uh, the 90s. Like, no, all nine, the 90s takes the cake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even in the idea of sports, everything, just everything. Um, right. so, I mean, you know, it's just great, great time. Um, I am curious. Uh, I'm going to go to you next, Mike. I am curious. What was one of the biggest movies that stood out to you for you to want to pick the year of 94 before you go into telling us what your backup year is? Oh, I think by now everyone knows I'm a humongous Stephen King fan. So obviously uh, Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. Uh, one, one of my favorite books of all time is Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice, and that adaptation was pretty good. And, and The Crow, I think The Crow is like a movie that's really kind of flowed under the radar. You know, we got a billion superhero movies a year now. You know, that's back when we were lucky to get one every couple of years, and a lot of people at the time didn't even know because that was based off of a comic book. So uh, that's that's one I think if you guys haven't visited, go back and watch it now. It's really dark and gothic, and you know, it was uh, Brandon Lee's last movie. You know, he actually died on the set of making that movie. So uh, yeah, th- those three really stand out too much. Then you got like some of the more classics like. Natural Born Killers, which might be a little too visceral for some people. You got Dumb and Dumber and The Mask. You know, you had, really it was like the year of Jim Carrey. You had Keanu before he was like an internet meme and Speed. It was just such a fun year of just not just turn off your brain movies, but also like I said, the deeply impactful movies like Shawshank Redemption and um, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger's like second best movie ever behind Terminator Two was uh, True Lies. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I, I could go I on and on. This is just amazing it, year. Did um did Liar Liar come out in the nineties? Yeah, but it was yeah. it was later than that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I was trying to remember if it just came out in the nineties. That was that that in the math might be my two favorite all time Jim Carrey movies. Um, so yeah, when when you said when you were saying it was kind of like the year of Jim Carrey, I'm like, wait, when did Liar Liar come out? Um, but yeah, no, I was just curious. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna end up asking Dom the same thing when I pass to when I finally pass it to him. Um, cause it's just funny. The three of you were all eyeing 94. <laughs> um, but, uh, what was, what was your backup, Mike? Well, I know you guys just talked about how it was amazing to grow up in the nineties. Nothing was ever close. Never. See, I think it's whatever generation probably that you grew up in. You're going to kind of feel that way. Cause I am a child of the eighties and obviously just look at something like stranger things and how that connected with everything. That's because the eighties were awesome. You know, what was oh. even better about the nineties growing up as a teenager in the nineties. I'll put it out there. There, we can agree to disagree on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll go with 1984. Uh, 1984, you had basically all the movies that you see a bunch of reboots and failed sequels to now that were actually coming out, like Ghostbusters, like Beverly Hills Cop, like Terminator, Nightmare on Elm Street, Gremlins, Karate Kid, you know, all this Indiana Jones, uh, Spinal Tap, 
Police Academy. You guys remember Police Academy? Hell, Revenge of the Nerds. That, that, I mean, these are all movies that they couldn't make now because people would say that they were just uh, they make people uncomfortable or whatever. Footloose, bro. That's like the best bad movie I've ever seen in my life. Come on. <laughs> the Natural, one of my favorite baseball movies ever. Like I said, I know it's probably a little too much for uh, for I get you were probably like negative fourteen or something in nineteen eighty four or something like that. But that was <laughs> sick. That was very impressionable. Uh, that was one of the first movies I saw in theater. I saw E.T. in 82, and then I saw Ghostbusters in 84 in the theater, and that was just like, you know, just a big deal. I grew up pretty poor, so when we got to go to the cinema, it was like a big deal. So I, I'll always remember seeing Ghostbusters in the theater, and that's why that's why when everyone was like, oh, you just don't like this new Ghostbusters because of women. It's like, no, I don't like it because it's bad. So <laughs> <laughs> you got a little bit of uh, 80s elitism. Is that a word? Yeah. elitist attitude coming out in me there where i said like i feel like a lot of these these movies that they're coming out with sequels to or reboots now and they're not doing well with my generation it's because yeah we we're just like we 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 lived it before we don't need it again because all it's doing is kind of just making us while we're seeing it we just want to go back home and watch like i look at you talked about lion king in your last segment you know i just watched that lion king that new lion king with my kid the other day and all the time thinking all i want to do is go back and watch the 1994 version that's how i feel about any of these these 80s remakes or reboots that they're doing now I just want to go back and watch the original version. Yeah, uh, I felt I, the same way. I, really, I don't need to see the new Lion King. I've already seen the best version of it. So. Well, they did. They took the best part out, which was uh, was Jeremy Irons' scar and and the singing. Yeah, they they they, they yeah, didn't take out the singing. They just put people in there that thought they could sing and they couldn't sing. So yeah. Yeah, I I will say the the biggest thing because AJ and Dom know this. We we've talked about this at at nauseum. Um, I, I I'm not the biggest fan of you doing. Um, not reboots, but like, uh, like you, yeah, remake rather remake. Um, but I do understand the idea of kids that weren't able to grow up, um, when they, when these movies first came out, it's like, there's no connection to it. Sure, um, sure. so it's like, you want to release it in something that they can connect with. Um, and there's no one that people love more right now than, uh, Donald Glover or Beyonce or Seth Rogen. Um, so you want to give them names of people that they can kind of relate to and they can kind of feel as, as their own. Uh, I mean, in the same vein, you can create something completely original uh, that will do the same thing. But uh, I, I'll never be against kids kind of feeling what we might have felt when we were younger, um, but just a different version of it. Um, so, I mean, I kind of like it. I not like it, but I kind of I kind of hate it and I kind of understand it. Um but yeah, I also have not seen the new Lion King, not because I don't want to. It's just way too much stuff keeps coming out. <laughs> I keep losing the time. Save the two it. hours of your life and watch just something on Disney Plus instead. Watch the original again. I'm gonna watch the original I'm, one and a half times. So far, <laughs> I've watched half, all of them. Um, I've seen Aladdin. I loved it. Um, what else did I see? Right. I saw Maleficent. I liked Maleficent a lot. Um, Dumbo. The Tramp I, was okay too. We watched that on Disney Plus the other night. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna watch him. I, I I'm gonna end up watching it. Maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll put it on and watch it. But um, here's what I suggest: watch mm-hmm. it, put it on mute, and put on the soundtrack from the 1994 version. You'll have a much much better time because it is a very beautiful movie. <laughs> I <laughs> listen. I since John Favreau has done Iron Man, um, I refuse to not see anything that that man does. Um, Hell, even so stuff was good. I, I agree. Yeah, so I just have to keep consistent. And I still think that live action-wise, there's not going to be anything um, Disney-wise. Well, not Disney necessarily, but that animated movie-wise, that's better than Jungle Book. Like, that to me. I'm with you there. 
I agree. That's the cream of the crop. You're not going to get better than that. Um, so, I mean, I'm still going to go see it, though. But, um, no, I mean, I, I, I like your year a lot. I mean, you named possibly two of the biggest movies in movie history. Uh, Ghostbusters and what was the other one? I, I completely, completely... Oh, Beverly Hills Cop or Terminator? Yes. Oh, both. <laughs> Throw both in there. Um, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, that that's definitely... That, that's a big year. Um, wow. <laughs> the box office must have exploded. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love that pick. I love that pick a lot. Of course, another year that I was pretty much non-existent in. Um, you can't help when you were born. Don't worry about it. I, I can't at all. I can't at all. Um, but all right, Dom, I'm going to go to you. First, I want to know what drew you to 94. Um, because me and you were actually talking before everyone called in about how much we were hoping no one had our respect. <laughs> um, seemingly, I think I'm safe, unless AJ screws me over. Um, you <laughs> you had your year taken away. It would have been twice over, because Mike had the same idea, too. Um, but what about 94 uh, in the movies kind of drew you to that year? And then you can go ahead and give me the actual year that, that you're going to put up. Uh, well, I think 94... Uh... And I think the, well, the first, I think the first, the good thing about the '80s and the '90s is is that the the uh, the way movies were structured as far as releases and whatnot is uh, that they had like a good like hang around time. Like I, I, you know, there's movies that came out in '84 that I didn't watch till '95, and everybody was able to enjoy them like they were new because there wasn't as many movies like we have now coming out on a consistent basis. So movies were enjoyed for a lot longer time and have a better shelf life. Um, but what what uh, drew me to '94 is uh, was a couple of movies because it kind of, I feel like that kind of helped mold my uh, my taste in movies and also like uh, my kind of personal aesthetic going forward in life. Uh, but it was The Crow, which is in my top five uh, of all time for myself. Um, the mask was like kind of Jim Carrey himself with him, with Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. Like he was like my comedy guy. Like that's who I wanted to laugh. I was watching Jim Carrey and then Pulp Fiction, which at the time I of course didn't exactly know what was going on, but you know, it was a movie that stuck with me. And then as I got older, realizing how good it was, um, and then I feel like, you know, of course, Shawshank and then Forrest Gump, I feel like I, uh, saw that probably the most. And that was probably my, my mom's fault because she loved that movie, but I definitely saw Forrest Gump probably more than any movie that year. Um, but yeah, um, but going for my backup year, I don't have to go very far because <laughs> it's 1995. Um, yeah. Toy Story, Bad Boys, Braveheart, Apollo 13, um, Billy Madison, Adam Sandler started, you know, popping off. Um, Clueless, I'd never really cared for it as like a great movie, but as a a young man and you have a movie with hot girls in it, of course I'm going to like the movie. Um, (laughs) You had The Usual Suspects, which, you know, I think 90 – was it 1990 if I was you know I was younger but I saw I know Goodfellas came out in 90 I saw it around this time which 
started my love for gangster movies, and then Usual Suspects comes out, and it just makes it uh, that much better. Um, Desperado is a great movie. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Get Shorty. Um, Empire Records is weirdly a good movie. Uh, yeah, GoldenEye and Pierce Brosnan is my favorite 007. Uh, Tommy Boy, Waterworld, Heat, Jumanji, Batman Forever. I mean, uh, what else? Mallrats is yeah, but yeah. Like, there's so many good movies in that era, and I think that's why I lingered around. I mean, Casino. Um, that, that whole era right there was kind of like what shaped my my movie taste, and I went through a phase of like this era up until like middle school, watching so as many movies as possible. Then I started liking girls, and you know my focus was a little different. Um, but then after uh, like college is when I start you know really getting back into movies a lot. So like the the '90s era is very important into my uh, movie catalog. Hey, Mortal Kombat cast. It was, it was a good year. It was a really good year. One thing I want to say to you, Dom, is you said Casino as if it was like the way you said it sounded like it was a throwaway movie. Put some more oh, respect. No, in that never. Movie. Put some more respect in that movie. All right. All right. People try to say Scarface made cocaine cool. No, Sharon Stone doing cocaine made cocaine cool. Um, but no, seriously, uh, that movie is definitely in my top five um, all time. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a lot Robert De Niro was doing around that time that I was just like, I, I'm going to love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to love anything Robert De Niro does. Um, but Casino is, is definitely up there. Uh, a Bronx Tale is up there. Um, but, yeah, Casino, that that's one of my all-time favorite movies ever. Um, I feel like so uh, Casino, I, think, I feel like Casino kind of solidified Robert De Niro as, like, a guy that, you know he's acting, but you kind of don't want to mess with him. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, <laughs> well, I mean, I saw Taxi Driver when I was young, and that was enough for me to be like, all right, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, everyone kind of looks back, like, on Joe Pesci and goes, I ain't seen that stuff. I can tell you what, in the 90s, you probably didn't want to mess with Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci was probably one of those guys <laughs> to get you got. Um, so he's not one to mess with. But, um, yeah. The, uh, the the team of De Niro, Sharon Stone, and uh, Joe Pesci, that movie to me is just it's easily in my top five. Um, but yeah, can no. I mention one where he didn't he didn't yeah. name is a uh, Seven. Absolutely. Seven is probably my favorite David Fincher movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget how yeah. until so you just mentioned those thoughts. I had no idea ninety five was that dude. Ninety four, ninety five, just back to back. That's just good grief. What a time. Yeah, Braveheart <laughs> is one of my that used to yes. be my all time favorite yes. movie. Braveheart. Before Mel yeah. went off the deep end, obviously, but <laughs> Damn. It, it's good listen, pick, you, you've got to separate. Great year. Go ahead, go ahead, Dan. I, I was going to say sometimes you just have to separate the the man from the artist, I guess. But yeah, oh, I oh really sure, I probably wouldn't pick. watch anything if I cared I about what everybody thought. <laughs> I do it all the time. The entire time that that documentary about Michael Jackson was going off, I was just listening to like his album, and I was just like, nah, nah. Oh. "I mean, come on, yeah, I, like, come on, I paid no attention to that. Come on, right. I'm like, come yeah, on." As, as <laughs> the saying goes, right? The man made Thriller, so made Thriller. I mean, come on. I mean, not saying, not saying if if you know, if, if he did it, like 
I'm okay with it, but I mean, did score. Come on. It's not that we're going to go, we don't want to go off into. yeah, very true. Very court true, hearings very and all true. that, but he, the, the guy, <laughs> come on, man, one of the best all-time selling artists, m- most talented guy. I mean, that was my Elvis growing. That was my Elvis growing up, by the way. Yeah, growing up in the eighties. Like, yeah. I remember someone said to me, like, like if if you know if any of this stuff being said against him is true, like you're not gonna hate him. I'm like, yo, do me a favor when you get a chance, go to YouTube, type in Michael Jackson Super Bowl performance. And just oh. watch the fact that he stood there for like ten minutes and said nothing in the crowd, <laughs> like right. literally just said nothing. <laughs> legend, legend status. Legend, exactly. Um, there's two people you will never wash away the legacy of in my mind, and that's Prince and Michael Jackson. You can tell me anything; it's fine. It's I, I still yeah, love. Agree. Um, um, AJ, let me pass it on to you, man. What year do you have? And did anyone pick a year that you were going to? <laughs> okay, so this is going to show my age a little bit. I was born in 96. So all these movies, um, the years y'all picked so far, I wasn't even born yet, basically. <laughs> um, but I was actually lucky enough to be born into a family that loved watching movies. So, of course, I watched all those movies, like, a couple years after I was born, like three, four, five, six years after. And I enjoy all those movies, and they're very nostalgic and really good, um, really well made. I also want to touch on, um, before I start my list, um, my year, I want to touch on uh, uh, remakes and reboots and all that. I just feel like those type of movies aren't made for people people like us that are that already had the movies in mind like we had oh god Lion King we already we already had the original i think the remakes and reboots are for the people that haven't been introduced to those type of movies yet and not only that it'll introduce them to what happened um what um the past films were like so they might go back and watch the animated Lion King, the animated um, Aladdin and all that. So for me, I don't really care if we get reboots and remakes because I always have the original. So I don't really complain about that. Now, I think <laughs> I'm a little upset because I thought we were just doing the decade, the past decade instead of like overall year. So... <laughs> I'm I'm picking um um the 2006 2016 so it's very recent um the year 2016 films where you had Martin Scorsese Silence you had Moonlight La La Land um Civil War Jungle Book which you guys were talking about earlier um Hidden Figures Hacksaw Ridge uh Rogue One I think is one of the best new Star Wars movies right now, um, Moana, Don't Breathe, which is probably one of the scariest movies I've seen in a decade, um, Hush, Lights Out, Split, Star Trek Beyond, I, (laughs) I honestly love that movie, um, so, yeah, my choice is going to be the 2016 year, 2016 year for film. 
Yeah, I I don't think Don't Breathe gets enough respect. Agreed. Um, it it was. It yeah yeah no I'm with you on that. Don't Breathe to me was a horror movie that didn't cheapen you out with jump scares. It just authentically just felt like what it would be if you just couldn't see anything. Um, and, you know, just, just going through the idea of, you know, not knowing where you are, trying to navigate through things. Um, I, I loved it. I loved it. I was one of the people that was like, don't make a part two. Like, you ended it to where you could, but don't. Uh, it's just really hard to top it. Um, I mean, we see that with Halloween. A lot of people feel as though the next best Halloween to the first one was the last one that just came out recently. Um, so it's just hard to do it. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. That, that's a huge year. I mean, I've never seen La La Land. Um, I have a pure disgust for a uh, musical-type film. Um, so I, I did, I did too. I did, too, until I actually <laughs> – I actually watched a lot. Actually, no, never mind. Um, the only musical I actually really, really liked was Singing in the Rain. But other than that, I hated, like, musicals until I saw La La Land. I was like, yes, I, this is good. Yeah, that that's one of the things, AJ, where I'll just definitely take your word for it. But I'll tell you now, I'll never see that movie. Um, I, just, I can't sit through all that singing. Uh, I, I can't. Um, but no, the movies you named, I mean, especially Rogue One. I don't think Rogue One gets enough credit um, for being such a good movie. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. That that's a stacked year. That that that's a really good year. Did anyone want to um want to touch on on AJ's year? I actually, uh, uh, a couple of horror movies there actually impressed me because you know I'm a big horror guy, and I feel like I feel like horror is finally starting to turn around from that jump scare. Oh, it was a cat uh, thing that they did there for the like 15 years from 2000 onwards. So uh, I said in my Doctor Sleep review that uh, I put on the site this morning was that that's why I like Mike Flanagan. He can actually scare us, and he's he's one of the ones that made Hush and Absentia and Oculus and movies like that. You guys have probably seen recently, Haunting of Hill House, where he doesn't have to have the jump scaring shows us. That you can actually make stuff scary by making people uncomfortable, which is what I like about Stephen King so much, is because it's psychological horror. And yeah, don't don't breathe was actually one of those ones that actually had me like holding my breath. So yeah, great pick. Can I say something really Did quick? You say twenty sixteen. Go ahead. You said twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. twenty sixteen. Uh, uh, did you mention the nice guys? I didn't, but I should have. I love the nice guys. So, yeah, that movie, and the arrival. Talk about underrated. That movie and was Lion. great. That Lion was a movie. Was really I didn't get to see Lion, but I obviously that, did. That win. Uh, no, Moonlight won Best Picture that year, correct? Yeah, Moonlight won. Yeah, yeah Moonlight won. Okay, that that's another movie I didn't get to see, but I mean, Hell or High Water, uh, Kubo. Yeah, you haven't seen Arrival. Check out Arrival yeah. if you haven't. And depending on your affiliation, Batman v Superman. Ton of justice. I mean, again, if that's what you're into. Hi, Tia. I hope you're having a good laugh right now. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. For whatever jokes people might have, it gave us our best Batman to date. Um, might that's, not have been I, a good movie. I will. I, I'm kind of on board with you there. Again, the the, the wanton killing, I wasn't a um, fan of, but I'm just tired of talking his, about. It. <laughs> but his his I, physique and his fighting style was very 
Listen, I will, always, we've gone to Batman. I will always tell people this. Every live-action Batman movie, Batman has killed. The only reason we make a big deal about Ben's Batman killing is because it wasn't a fun world. It was more of a brute. Like, it, it, he drove his Batmobile through a car. Like, that 100% yeah. just, that, that murdered someone. But we forget Michael yeah. Keaton definitely turned his Batmobile around and then lit someone on fire and then just allowed that guy to continue walking on fire. <laughs> uh, we in, in Batman 89, he, he throws some guy off of the, uh, the belfry, right? He, he does the yeah. scissor kick, throws, yeah. hits, his guy, hits, hits the guy in the head with the bell, and then just yeah. throws him down. So, so like, we might have hope with Matt Reeves' Batman where Batman doesn't kill. Just saying. Listen, listen. Uh, fingers if crossed. If Batman wants to murder a few, murder a few. He does no wrong in my eyes, okay? But you guys already know about that. <laughs> um, but no, I wanted to mention, um, before I pass it to you, Dom, I wanted to mention, kind of lost my lost track of where I was going a little bit. But um, AJ, uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I wanted to, to mention this to you, Mike. I saw Dr. Sleep, and I had you in mind because you were the reason why I wanted to go see it because I know your passion for, um, for, for the books. And I was like, I'm curious if Mike would, you know, would have liked this movie. So I was like, I'll go out and see it. Right? So I went and I saw it, and AJ, you're my witness. First thing I told you, AJ, was that's easily the movie of the year. Like, I don't think I've seen mm-hmm. a better movie this year than Dr. Sleep, even though I That's love... That's why it breaks my heart that it flopped. It, it just breaks my heart, because it's like, dude, that, I, I really think that so all of the goodwill that it kind of got for Stephen King adaptations, Pet Cemetery completely wrecked them, and that's why people didn't yeah. go see this movie, I think. And it's a shame, because it is fantastic, and I was like, I don't think anything could be better than Joker this year, is what I said before I went and saw that movie, and I was like, I think that's my favorite movie this year, and I know there's some bias yeah. there, but no, I said it's no. better than the book, and that means a lot coming from a Stephen King fan like me. It's better than the book. I, I, I'm with you, and also I will say I think part of why it didn't do so well is the marketing. I don't think drove it home that it was a continuation of The Shining. They should have called it The Shining's Doctor Sleep or something like that. They should have had that title on it somewhere. I agree. Or just market it, market it better. Like have like when you were showing that scene where you and McGregor kind of put his face in the crack where the axe, uh, where the axe was from The Shining. Kind of have like a flash of Jack Nicholson there, so someone's like, "Oh wait, like is that? Oh, that's from the shot, you know?" Because I kind of feel like if you don't connect those dots for someone who isn't like a diehard Stephen King fan um, that might have seen The Shining like what 10, 15 years ago, might not remember like, "Oh, that's the house, that's the place, that's his mom." Like you just you, you don't really connect those dots. So I think they could have done a better job of connecting it, but I think that was the purpose, Mike. I think they didn't want people to rely heavily on the idea of having to see the first one to fully understand this one. Um, that's I why think the word of mouth and the quality of it, it's going to be one of those. It has success on home video, but it's just I, – I, yeah. I, I worry now that they're not going to let Mike Flanagan make any more Stephen King movies again. And the guy no, is I, like – he's like the Frank Darabont of this age with Stephen King. It's, it's like the, the perfect best parent. movie of 2019 right now. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I don't think mm-hmm. there will be a – Yeah, he's going to see it. Regardless of how good Star Wars is, I still don't put anything above Doctor Sleep. Uh, that that movie was just so well done. It gave us the kind of horror that I think true horror fans miss. Um, but Dom, I'm so sorry, man. Um, uh, go ahead, give us your thoughts. Oh uh, well, to add to the Doctor Sleep thing, 
I saw it and I and I felt like like you said I think it was the the advertising, but I felt the kind of the opposite as far as like I felt like they were selling it more as at least the stuff that I saw more as a sequel, and it felt more as uh, like a standalone ish type to me. At least the the second half of the movie was more of a standalone uh, to me uh, because for me like. Uh, I guess because I've watched so many horror movies, I'm a little spoiled as to what makes me feel uh, a certain type of, a certain level of uh, fear. But for me, once the movie got focused on um, Abra and Rosie, I feel like that's when that movie kind of took off for me, at least. Um, Yeah. But, no, I was going to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that... uh, I almost had 2016 as my year also simply for the fact of Deadpool because I have been waiting for that yeah. movie for yeah. so long and the fact that it did so well, like, because <laughs> I think it came out on my birthday that year and uh, I was like, I can't believe this is happening and then I can't believe that it worked to the point we got a second one and now we're getting more rated R comic book movies like so that for simply just for that movie I almost picked 2016 I remember when I had that yeah. same interview about Batman v Superman yeah it's a good time <laughs> oh, I've been for this my whole life and I will say um, that Deadpool is a perfect example if I was teaching a marketing class Deadpool is what I would use as uh, the, 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 the lesson guide that's how you market yeah. a movie um yeah. and that's I, a, I still I still will say this. Okay. No, but I, I still will say this. I think if Warner Brothers was smarter, and we know they're not, so I mean this is just a dead issue, but if they were smarter, um they would have just called Birds of Prey Harley Quinn's Emancipation, um, and yeah. marketed that movie the same way Deadpool was marketed. Because it comes out in February. Yeah. It could yeah. seem like you know, like um, it's okay to be single around Valentine's Day. Like, market it to where um, women who maybe aren't interested in comic book movies kind of see this and are like, yeah, yeah, forget men. Like, yeah, I'm going to go see this movie. But right now, all they're doing is just catering to comic book fans. And to me personally, they're not even doing a good job doing that. Um, like, if Margot Robbie wasn't Harley Quinn, I don't know how interested I'd be in this movie. Um, so, I mean, they just do a better job marketing. And I think Harley Quinn is a character that could be as meta as Deadpool. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this, but I actually saw the full season of the new Harley Quinn animated show. And that's exactly how Harley Quinn should be. Because once you guys see the first episode, you'll think you're, you're watching female Deadpool. And if they were smart, they would market the movie version more like that. Because that's something that kind of just resonates more um, with people because people just love Deadpool. Um, but regardless, um, let's move on. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to Warner Brothers. Um, for my pick, <laughs> I went way out of left field. Um, everyone did pass. I decided to do future movies I have not even seen yet, but I can tell you. <laughs> will be the year of movies. Let me count them down. Um, well, first of all, my year is 2021. And can I borrow movies- your time machine? 
Yes, yes, you can, of course. Yeah. Um, the movies are Suicide Squad, Doctor Strange, Jurassic World. Oh, well, Jurassic World 3, Doctor Strange 2, The Batman, Avatar 2, Thor Love and Thunder, Indiana Jones 5, Space Jam 2, Fast and Furious 10, Mission Impossible 7, Sherlock Holmes 3, Fantastic Beasts uh, 3, um, Cruella. 355, which has an amazing cast. That has a really good cast. Um, Mortal Kombat, Black Adam, um, and I think there was <laughs> one more. Black Adam. Call him that come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with oh, you on man. that. Um, I'm with you on that. But um, but yeah, that's that's the list of of movies to me that are the the heavy hitters. Um, and of course, a lot more can can uh, come up between now and then. But those are my heavy hitters. You guys know the real reason why I picked 2021 because the Batman comes out. Like, I mean, come let's let's not clear. Um, that's exactly why I picked it. Um, but no, seriously, I think these movies. I love the last Mission Impossible. Um, I thought that was yeah. such a good. First of all. I want to always thank J.J. Abrams for turning around that franchise with Mission Impossible 3, um, because Mission Impossible 2 was horrible. Tom Cruise should never have long hair like that, but that's a different story. Uh, he turned it <laughs> around. Say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he turned it around with Mission Impossible 3, and then everyone since then has been just a a complete uh, thrill ride. Um Fast and Furious 10, uh, a lot of people may disagree with me, but I actually truly enjoyed Fast and Furious 9, and if what I'm hearing is correct, we could possibly be looking at Keanu Reeves as a possible end credit scene to lead into the next Hobbs and Shaw, if they even do another Hobbs and Shaw. Um, Excuse me. Um, I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed Fast and Furious 9 a lot. I go into those movies and I just go, I'm suspending belief, I'm suspending um, actual acting talent, and I'm also suspending a consistent storyline. And once you wipe out all those factors that would make a good movie, you're just entertained. Like, I mean, you're just you're seeing cars fly through the air. Um, it's just, it, it's it's a thrill ride. Um, I had a lot of fun. Real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick. I, I, I'm sorry to say this. I know I might catch some flack for it. I've never seen one Fast and Furious movie. Start with Fast Five. I, to me, yeah, I don't actually, They're actually watchable yeah. after Fast Five. Yes. I, for, I, for all the reasons that you just said you love them, I despise that. Let's be honest. It's, it's, one step above, it's one step above Michael Bay movies. They really are. But they're, they, they're good popcorn yeah. flicks. Have a good well, time. Here's, here's yeah. the thing, I watch anything with The Rock in it. Here's the thing, then. It completely – what makes Fast and Furious, uh, starting with the one, uh, as everyone said, five, when The Rock um, made his introduction – is that they got away from racing, um, which at the time I hated. Because okay. I'm like, you're, you're not racing. That's the whole point of what the, the movies before were. But what they were trying to do was show you that you just can't make 10 movies of just racing. Um, so it became an action adventure. Um, but once I, okay. saw, once I saw two cars crash into each other head on, and both the guys jumped out of like the, the, the dashboard <laughs> window, and they were both fine, not a scratch on them. I was just like, all right, yeah. 
it's just a popcorn flick. Like you can watch it just for the evolution, man. It goes from like street racing to like punching a nuclear missile with Jason Statham's <laughs> fist. I mean, that's that's like literally <laughs> where the series goes. It, they've got to take it to I, space eventually, right? I mean, they've got to. Right. I mean, Aaron, I, I'm, I made the. Uh, I'm good. sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I I was gonna say I I made the joke because I I, I saw the coming attractions for uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I said the most unbelievable thing in that movie is that uh, The Rock and Jason Statham both call each other ugly men, and they're by far <laughs> some of the best-looking men in the world. Yeah. I say my wife so actually thought what, that was the funniest line of the movie. Yeah. yeah I, I can't yeah. suspend my disbelief that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. It, what makes it funny is like just watching The Rock, Jason Statham, and Vanessa Kirby and just going – this might be one of the most attractive uh, <laughs> casts I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, it's like, 100%. Like, Smoke show. Everyone's just like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. And it's like, no, I'm ugly. You are a beautiful human <laughs> being. I feel um, ugly you're watching this, yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't measure up watching. Um, like but when no, I went to all 300 and I was like, man, I need to go do some sit-ups or something. <laughs> Everybody yeah, in here's got know, like an eight-pack. Listen, <laughs> listen, I refuse to watch that movie ever again. Um, because no one should be that buff. Just no one. No right. human being. No human being. Um, but no, so we also have um, Thor Love and Thunder. We know what we can expect with that. Taika Waititi is back with the whole gang. Natalie Portman is back. After it was very clear that Natalie Portman was not coming back. I am shocked that she is coming back. Um, Indiana Jones 5, I'm not really excited for that. I honestly did like the one with Shia LaBeouf. Um, mainly because that was my first Indiana Jones movie that I saw at the time. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it because I'm just like Steven Spielberg. I liked Shia LaBeouf at the time. I was like, yeah, this is good. And like I saw the originals and I was like, oh no, that was horrible. I like, like really. <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know what to expect with that. Um, seemingly Harrison Ford sounds like he wants to continue to be Indiana Jones. Um, I just give it to, to Chris Pratt and, and call today, Harrison. Like, just, just get it over with. Um, Bradley Cooper's yeah. my pick. Bradley Cooper, I'm still holding out faith. Like, I've been writing letters every day that Sony cancels Tom Holland's Uncharted so we can get a Bradley yes, Cooper God. Uncharted. Um, hey, I, I'm, Mark I'm Wahlberg is Sony? Give me a break. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're more oh, clueless than Warner Brothers, but but yeah, so that's where my hope <laughs> is Bradley Cooper, is that he can be um, Nathan Drake. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I'd be fine with, with, with that either way, but um, we also have Avatar 2. Um, <laughs> I hated the first one. Uh, so much of my being, I hated the first one. Um, it was Pocahontas with blue people, and I, I will say that to the dad <laughs> Um, that's all it really was. If, if it was not for the fact that 3D was used so poorly before then, that movie would not have made as much money as it did. It was not that good. Look, I'm I enjoyed sorry. it when I saw it in the theater, like you said, in 3D. But if I went back to it now, I'd probably be like, this is unwatchable. I'll just watch Fern Gully if I want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. But yeah, it, it, and what's funny is the, the thing that I hate the most about Avatar is that it spun a 3D revolution. Like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was 3D for no reason. Um, what was that Nicolas Cage Amber Heard movie, Drive to Hell or something like that? 
that was 3D for, for whatever reason. There were shark movies that were 3D. I was just like, it's giving me a headache. Like, <laughs> 3D is not that cool for you to make all these movies 3D. That's where Avatar started. So I think that's Can I what talk I about hate. two movies that you didn't list yeah, in 2021? Yeah. Uh, the, first up, first up, this is going to be just me being old. Look, my mom was a huge Elvis Presley fan, and if you grew up with my mom, you became an Elvis Presley fan too. So I'm really interested in seeing that uh, that biopic that they're making about Elvis. Um, it's uh, Baz Luhrmann is actually the one doing it, so I'm actually kind of interested in that. But but also, uh, th- I just see on here in November that there's an untitled Dungeons and Dragons film. I'm a new D and D guy, so hell, I'm interested. And I think oh, by proxy, that's, that's I right. must see that. <laughs> are you big D, oh, you're a D&D guy, too. That's right. I remember you saying that the other day. Yeah, I've, I'm actually so new to it. I just actually bought, like, my first pair of metal dice, like, this past week. Yeah. Oh, there so you I'm go. You're, you're hooked, man. Yeah. Oh, I, when you start you. buying merch you're on something, you're usually in. Yeah. I, I, I use it, – it's a quick fix for anyone who's in a relationship out there. If your uh, lady friend or your, your boyfriend is into D&D – just get them dice, and that's it. Like instead of getting flowers, just get dice. Come home with a new set of dice. It works wonders. Yeah, really. It's like, but this is really only your second pair of dice. That's it. I'm like, well, I've only been playing for like six months. Calm down. <laughs> right. I will say man, it, also. Go ahead. I would say it's you know, don't listen to anyone else. Just go out, have fun, do it at your own pace, man. It, Oh, look, look, all my high school years, I was like, oh, I'm too cool for that stuff. And then when I watched Stranger Things, I was like, man, I really feel like I missed something. So when friends said, hey, do you guys want to play? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to play. So I, I, I remember I told uh, – we were I was telling my friends that um, you know, my wife and I, we go to the, uh, the, the comic conventions and all that. And it turned out, I was like, all right, well, I go there, but at least I don't cosplay. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I started cosplaying. And then it's, well, you know what, at least I don't play Dungeons & Dragons. Now I play Dungeons Whoops. and Dragons. So <laughs> I, I don't know what the next level is. I this think is rock like bottom, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's always more. It goes deeper in the geek kingdom, I guess. So I'm I'm looking here, and I'm like, I, I forgot a few more. We have Scream 5 um, for anyone who's really? enjoyed Scream 4. Um, God bless you if you did. Um, Dom, I know you are on a Scream, so that's directed to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also got um, Tomb Raider 2, um, Pinocchio, Whoa. Halloween Ends, um, and oh, John oh, Wick Spider- 4. Spider Man 3 comes out in 2021. Um, Masters of John the Universe. I'm so looking forward to that movie. I pray they don't cancel that movie. I'm so happy for that. But the movie that I'm picking that I know for a fact, in my mind, will be the movie of the year, easily, as long as they don't drop off completely, is John Wick 4. Like, John Wick 4 is, right. is, is, is going to be freaking amazing. Um, with, with Keanu's popularity right now, I don't see how that's not a huge movie. Yeah, uh, I, I, that movie has to be huge. Um, and it's like, that should wrap up the story. Now, will it? Who knows? Um, honestly, who knows? At this point, they might try to make as many John Wicks as we have Fast and Furious. Um, but yeah, that Not to me is that's going to be my standout. And then I am very curious to seeing Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law back together for Sherlock Holmes 3 um, and seeing how that plays out. I didn't really truly enjoy the second one like I thought I would. That first one's still a classic. 
Um, so I'm really curious to see how they bounce back for this third one. If it wasn't for the fact that he was Iron Man literally every year, uh, we would have had it sooner. Um, so I am looking forward to that. And then you guys know the Shang-Chi and all the other movies that I, I listed before. This movie should be, should be easily best best year for movies we've had in a long time. And I'm looking very weirdly. We have Mel Gibson is doing another Passion, Passion of the Christ. This one's the resurrection. All right. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. Okay. All right. There's that. Um, anyone who's interested in that, there's that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> 2021. Come on. Fight me, somebody. You're not beating that year. You're no, not. I think it's a really, really edgy pick. That's really a nice little, a little a way to a way to game the system there, man. I tip my hat to you. And it has better <laughs> movies coming out than I expected. It, it definitely does, but um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I know that you're really excited for the Batman, and I and I love what Matt Reeves did with uh with the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, big I can't say anything bad about it. And that's just someone who loves the '60s Planet of the Apes movies, and I really enjoy these new ones quite a bit. I just don't trust Warner Brothers right now, man. I don't know. Well, to be fair, I enjoyed Aquaman. Aquaman is in my top five. Sure, um, I like Shazam too. Um, so I'm like, those were good. So I'm like, I mean, it's possible this could be. I, here's the thing. I trust Matt Reeves, and this is a very, very, very strong cast. Um, stronger Batman than I would. had a very, very, very strong cast. No, but one. Yeah, come on one, here. It's the Geeks Against Grain part. All right, I get to be the villain. Yeah, let's do it. One, one, <laughs> one Eisenberg was cast. It was like, all right, I don't know where you're really going with this. Uh, you um, took the wind out of my sails. <sighs> yeah, it just it was like, all right, hold on. So far, I haven't seen anyone casted in this movie that I'm like, I, no, I, I don't see it. Like, I, I don't see it. Everyone just seems so spot on. I mean, even if we get a, a, a confirmation, um, Colin Farrell is, is the Penguin. I could see that. <laughs> like, that to me works. So I'm like, I Jeffrey Wright that. is Gordon. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Say it again. I think they totally switched. I think Andy Serkis should have been the Penguin. Yes. And, God, I agree. And, and possibly Colin Fe- – I think they should leave Colin Farrell out of the movie. I am not a big Colin Farrell fan. I like but the rumor about Pierce Brosnan being Alfred. Hold on one That's second. That's an interesting choice. Hold on. That's an interesting well, choice. We don't – we don't do Colin Farrell. Uh, we, we we don't do we don't talk bad about Colin Farrell over here, Dan. But that that <laughs> is, is this a rule? <laughs> that man I'm is sorry. the guy. That is the guy that I've been saying forever. If we were to redo the MCU, he would easily be my Tony Stark. That's how much I love Colin. Farrell. That's a good pick. Wow! Wow! wow. I love, I love Colin Farrell. Hey, look. All I'll say is, once he left the Fantastic Beast franchise, it went downhill. Okay. That's fair. That's really fair. It's a one movie sample size, but still, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> that is I, really I, I, I don't see it. I'm so sorry. I, I'm I'm besmirching my name here. I, I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie, and I don't like Colin Farrell. But uh, hey, I'm just glad it's not me back this on. Time. No, I mean, look, I, I, I get the idea of wanting Andy Serkis to to be the Penguin, but here's the thing. I am I am out of the idea of um, sticking to an aesthetic. So I like the idea of I don't know if anyone here has played played the Batman Telltale game. Um, yeah. Penguin, 
Penguin has a physique quite like Colin Farrell. Um, and his background was that he grew up with Bruce. I'm not saying that's where the movie's going. I'm not even saying that was a good route for the game. But I like thinking outside the box for the character of the Penguin. Um, I would want him to be more comic accurate if we've never seen a live-action Penguin. But we've seen it, and we've seen it done so well. So do something new. Mm -hmm. Now, we've seen it done uh, very accurately. What's the flip side of that coin? Flips, I would be having a more mobster mentality of, of the Penguin, and Colin Farrell could do that in his sleep. Um, now, if you don't like Colin Farrell as an actor, maybe you don't think he could do it in his sleep, but I do think he could bring something to the Penguin um, that completely differs than what Danny... Was it? No, not Danny. It wasn't Danny DeVito. Who was um, Who was the Penguin? Yeah, it was Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. It was Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. All right. See, that's how good he was because he just looked drastically different to what we know Tony <laughs> DeVito looked like. Um, but no, Andy Serkis to me is someone that could pull off Alfred without having to do much work. Um, and what I mean by that is I always want – that's why I love Jeremy Irons' Alfred. I need an Alfred that's more hands-on. Like Bruce is yeah. out fighting crime. Alfred is back in the cave putting together uh, a new suit or – a new gadget or fixing up the Batmobile or fixing this the Batmobile. That's why I wanted Pierce Brosnan. Who's more hands-on than James frickin' Bond? Well, no, I, I would have been fine point. He was one of my, my picks. But my my true pick was Sir Davros um, from Game of Thrones. That's who mm. I wanted to be uh, out for. Oh, that's a sneaky good pick. Yeah, he would have been just perfect. I mean, perfect. Um, yeah. I mean... Andy Serkis is a great actor, and we know he's going to do an amazing job as Alfred. And casting Andy Serkis means he's going to have a large role. I mean, we saw Michael Caine have a very, very big role in Batman's life in, in those three movies. So we can assume Andy Serkis will, will be the same. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Paul Dano is my favorite casting. Yeah, no, it's just – it's. It's out there. That's why I'm saying, like, this movie is setting itself up to be very difficult to be bad. Um, you guys never saw Prisoners? Paul Dano is amazing yeah. in that. I agree. By the way, um, AJ and Dom, I think, are witnesses. I think I said this a few episodes ago. I am still shocked to this day. Hugh Jackman isn't looking at two Oscars on his wall. One for Prisoners. Or one for yeah. Um, Because that movie was that was so well done. Um, and I heard no one talk about any of the performances in that movie, let alone the movie itself, um, for getting an Oscar nod. That's a slept on movie, I, I think by the um by the uh the Oscar committee. That was very slept on. But um but yeah, anyway, this is a very solid cast that, that's being built. So I trust um Matt Reeves. Uh that that Mike, that's where my trust is. Not in Warner Brothers but with Matt Reeves and what I think Robert Pattinson can do as Batman. So that's what my uh, bro, I never want to bring you down on anything Batman. I'm just saying I got that wall of optimism with anything that the WB does. Even though I enjoyed Aquaman, I really, really like Shazam. Uh, not so much interested in Birds of Prey. If, if, if James Gunn wasn't doing Suicide Squad, I don't think I'd even be seeing it. So, But I know we agree. See, We've think, already done an episode on that. I think Warner, I think <laughs> Warner Brothers is – I think Warner Brothers is – Changing their style a little bit I more hope. since since uh, because of last time they just made a lot of bad moves 
with like Batman versus Superman and what a what a um Suicide Squad and Justice League. I feel like Warner Brothers is now like letting their directors, their screenwriters, every everyone have a little bit more freedom instead of controlling everything last minute. So I have a little bit more optimism and right now I think Matt Reeves is getting everything that he needs with without the uh this can be this can be um this can be turned around in an instant, but as of right now, Warner Brothers is letting Matt Reeves do his thing. Hopefully they will let um James Gunn do his thing. So right now and at least until I hear news that Warner Brothers is taking charge because it's something they don't like and hopefully that doesn't happen. But as of right now I am optimistic about the future of Warner Brothers for the D C yeah. movies. Yeah, and to kinda of backtrack a little bit about the um the Batman if what I'm hearing is anywhere near close to being accurate. Um, is that Warner Brothers is very, very, very much interested in building a Bat Family universe within the Matt Reeves Batman world. Um, so I heard a name like Timothy Chalamet is is Dick Grayson, um, playing an older Dick Grayson that more so kind of tags along rather than having the story of Bruce adopting him. Um, also, Batgirl is something they want to do very heavily. They they want to do Batgirl and Supergirl like desperately. Um, I, I don't know why, but whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, Supergirl, the show, isn't good at all. So maybe it doesn't no, Everything CW is trash, and I'm going to stick with that. I hate to see that. <laughs> it definitely is now. Like, I liked Arrow when it first started, but I was like, I saw my wife watching something like last week, and I was like, this doesn't even look at the same show as those first couple of seasons, man. I'll say this. Arrow and Flash, I will always stand behind. And I truly, I don't care what anyone says, I truly have been loving Batwoman so far. Ruby Rose has oh, been doing an amazing job. Not. Not uh, I, I honestly have. I, I love the show. I have not had any uh, major issues about um, the episode so far. Um, I love it. I, I love it. And Grant Gustin is an amazing Flash. Stephen Amell has done a great job as the Green Arrow. Um, he can't help uh, the writing of that show. But I think he does an amazing job, and I think the aesthetics really good on Arrow. Um, but yeah, I I, I I think they should do Supergirl into a movie, and I think they should get Amelia Clark um, to play Supergirl. I think they should. No, but you, want a, you want a four foot tall Supergirl? No, Come no, on, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why. Here's here's why I want a Supergirl of that height, right? If you're giving me Supergirl and you're telling me that this Supergirl um, is going to reboot the Superman universe, like Henry Cavill is no longer Superman, then by all means, make her whatever height you want to make her. But if you're telling me Supergirl is in the same world as Henry Cavill's Superman, I don't want two tall uh, Supers. I I don't. It just doesn't look good. And Henry Cavill is a, a, a tall man. Um, and then you're gonna put what another tall super right next to him? No, it just looks weird. Yes, one hundred percent. There should be a height difference. There is in the comics. She's not as tall as he is. Fuck the comics at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say at the WB offices. 
Wolverine is <laughs> yeah, shorter yeah. than the comics, but well, hey, we got Hugh Jackman, and he's tall as hell. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I think the problem with that casting is she's box office poison. She hasn't been in a really good movie. Uh, I don't, I don't think since, well, I don't think ever. ever I, last yeah. Christmas got it bombed. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think you can blame Terminator on her. So I, I, I don't think that's really fair. Let's take Terminator out. Okay. Um, her only movie I would, I would say is this new movie coming out. Um, and they're weirdly coming out with it not around Christmas or January, where it's Yo, you want to take you want to take her most financially successful film out of her resume in Terminator Genesis? All right. Yes, because <laughs> Does that she was tell not- you where she stands. <laughs> Again, look, I don't blame. The way I look at it is like this: I I defended. Um, God, why can't I think of his name now? I'm completely blanking. But um, uh, he played Jax in um, uh, in Sons of Anarchy. I'm completely. Uh, I know you're talking. I can't, about. I think of his name. You know who I'm talking about? Um, yeah, that's who everybody wants is Oliver Queen. Everybody, everybody's wanted Oliver right. Queen for a while. But right after Pacific Rim, everyone swore like, ah, this guy can't act. This guy can't like hold his own movie. But if you've seen oh, any Charlie of Unum? Yes, Charlie Charlie Hunnam. Yes. If you've seen any of his movies outside of Pacific Rim, the guy, well, first of all, if you've seen Sons of Anarchy, you already know he's Yeah, Sons of Anarchy is great. Outside of Pacific Rim, he is freaking phenomenal. The acting ability is there. So I think if you're Amelia Clark, you kind of have to get out of the space of wanting to do either these big holiday films or these big budget films. Get something that you feel really passionate about and and do that and allow your acting to kind of seep through. Because um, I don't think any of us think she's a bad actress, do we? Do we? No. no, no. I think she's good. So, uh, to me, it's all you need is one movie to change the narrative. I mean, we've seen it as recently with Robert Pattinson. People are like, oh, the guy from Twilight? Like, no, he's done other movies. <laughs> he's a really good actor. Um, so, I, I, I thought the same thing with Charlie Hunnam. Um, you know, back when I was I was saying how much I wanted him as Green Arrow, and people kept saying... Uh, the guy from Pacific Rim, no. Like, if you, you want to go to something, go to Sons of Anarchy, and then go to his other movies. Like, don't don't go to Pacific Rim. Pacific Just basically Rim watch so Sons of Anarchy if you haven't, because it's great television. I agree, but Pacific Rim was so bad, I for a second felt as if Edith Elba was not a good Look, actor. I was there to watch monsters and robots fight. That's it. But I agree. I can't disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, it was just really bad. Um, but, um, Dan, before we let you out of here, man, I want to thank you so much for joining us. We definitely have to have you on again this upcoming week. Yes, please. I enjoyed this so much. Thank you, gentlemen. It was nice to meet all of you. And thank you for letting me make a fool of myself here. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm no, looking I'm, forward I'm to it. I'm glad I didn't get like crickets when I mentioned Dungeons and Dragons, so it's awesome for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I'm like contractually obligated to uh, to like those kind of movies now, I think. I don't know how it works, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I think you guys, you're a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to this again, and uh, I know Tia joins in. I'm looking forward to seeing what she has to offer in, in these conversations, and yeah, just keep it going, guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dan. Um, really quick before you go off, I want you to plug yourself really quick. Sure. Uh, so personally, my Twitter is daquino122. Give me a follow there. Uh, again, Dungeons and Dragons stuff and a lot of animal stuff, so that's not nothing great. But uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Stranger Damies is the D&D podcast that we all do. Uh, they air every Wednesday, new episodes. Uh, they Call This a Movie is the main Damie on Twitter. They air every Thursday, and we also have the Game Vault podcast, and that airs every other Monday, and they are Game Vault Pod on the Twitter. And that's all. All right. We appreciate it, Dan, and we will talk to you definitely uh, later on this week. Gentlemen, have a good night. You You too, brother. See See you, man. All right, so with us talking about best years of movies and everything, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about, right? All right, this will be us us wrapping up the, the show for tonight. But my dad was talking to me the other day. Um, he was scrolling through. He likes to Google, and he was scrolling through, um, and he was looking at a list of top ten um, best superhero movies, right? And you guys can assume what you would – think would be in the top five right like people would assume it'd be what in game or dark night stuff like that right like that's the first well, yeah. place you're yeah. right right all right so excuse me um i can't remember what site it was but i wanted to bring this up to you guys um and and kind of read you off what they had on their top 20. And when you hear the, the, the list, you're going to, you're going to kind of go, all right, who are these people and why are they dumb? Um, is this screenwriter? No. Rant, sorry, screen rant. No, not screen rant. No, this is actually coming from um, The Ringer. Oh, even worse. <laughs> yes. No. Listen, listen, I, I agree, but I wanted to bring it up because I am very curious on, because my issue wasn't the movies they picked. It was the order of where they put the movies. And I was just like, wait a minute. This just doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to read it off to you guys from 20. All right. So at number 20, Thor Ragnarok. 19, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We can can fix them up um, close to the end. Um, well, after I named them, sorry. Um, 89 Batman, number 18. Deadpool, number 17. Um, Iron Man 3, uh, number 16. Far <laughs> From Home, 15. Homecoming, 14. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, 13. The Dark Knight Rises, 12. Civil <laughs> War, 11. Iron Man, 10. Infinity War, 9. Wonder Woman, 8. Spider-Man 2, 7. Um, first Spider-Man six, Superman from 1978 is number five. The Avengers is number four. Endgame is number three. Black Panther number two. The Dark Knight number one. And here's the here's the kicker. Their honorable mention. Um, no, their honorable mentions are horrible. <laughs> their honorable mentions are Max Steel, Captain America, Steel, Jonah Hex, Supergirl, Elektra, and oh. the Spirit. Um, and here's the thing. This is what I wanted to, because I want to go to you first, AJ, because I know you would take so much exception to this. All right. If you had to guess, AJ, what number would you say they have into the Spider Verse? Fuck, I already see it. It's 29. <laughs> what the hell? What is this? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> is this? They need to br- take off their site, just give up their nerd card and everything. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they have crazy, X-Men right? 2 at 27. What? Oh, mm. It Rolling sounds like someone who had never watched superhero movies and did a Google search for best superhero movies, and they just typed them in, and they where did they pop up? Yeah, first of all, here's here's what upset me the most. All right, this this is where I was where I was scrolling down, where I was just like, all right, you know what? This looks Where's obvious. They have Captain Marvel above Logan. The fuck nope. out of here. All right. How is Man of Steel forty six? What is... Thank you. I feel like I'm the only one who loves that movie. I don't even. I just no, Mike. Mike, you know how much I love Man of Steel, man. I defend it with you all the time. That movie was man beautiful. Still at least needs to be top five on here. Man of Steel needs to at least be a top I'm five. At least top ten. Like I could at least understand if it made it at number six. But you're not telling me Captain Marvel was a better movie than um than uh. God, what was it right above? What did I tell you guys it was right above? I can't even remember because it's so stupid. It was <laughs> I don't right know. Above. I think I tried to remove it from my memory. <laughs> Hold on. Let me place it back in everyone's uh, everyone's everyone's mind. Oh, it was right above Logan. Sorry. That, that great piece <laughs> of cinema. Yeah. That's where we're at. So what I want you guys to do is I want you guys – I'll go first because I'm putting you guys on the spot. But I want you guys to think of what your top five would be. Oh, if you had to put can I go first? Oh yeah, you can go first. You can go first, but here's the caveat, AJ. It cannot uh, be a superhero movie that is based off of a team up. Meaning, Winter Soldier no was team up. Avengers team up. Civil War team up. Nothing that's team up. It has to be a pure solo film. Go ahead, okay. give me your top. All right, number one is Man of Steel. Number two is Logan. Number three is Dark Knight. Number four is... Uh, does it have to be a superhero movie? Uh, what do you think? Comic comic book book movie or a comic yeah, book movie. Yeah, it can be a comic book film. It just can't be a team-up. So like Watchmen, it can't okay. be Watchmen. Number four is Snowpiercer. Number five is... I'm going to say, I'm going to say Far From Home. Mm, Okay. All right. Um, All right. So anyone want to go next or want me to go to them first? I can do it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Did it have to be an order? No. No. Okay. Uh, I'll go Dark Knight, Man of Steel, The Crow. Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor Ragnarok, like, just right there on the edge. All right, fair enough. Before we get into each other's list, let's all name them. Dom, you want me to go or you want to go? I, I can go. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Logan. No, no order for me. Uh, Logan, uh, Dark Knight, uh, Spider-Verse, uh, and now that Mike's mentioned the crow. The crow's got to be in there for me. Spider Verse doesn't count. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Good team up. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know what? I'd put 
Did I say Deadpool? Deadpool, Dark yeah. Knight, Crow, Logan. Oh, I need one more. Um, I as much as you guys are talking about Man of Steel, I haven't seen the whole thing, and I want to watch it really bad because. Like, you listening to you guys talk about it has made me want to watch it and watching some of the clips that I haven't seen and made me want to watch it. So that probably, I feel like it might be in there if I had seen it. But since I haven't, um, I'd probably say um, I'll put Iron Man in there. Well, I, I thank I you for that. that I thank you for, for, for giving Iron Man your pity vote there, Dom. Um, but it is, it is a slept on pick. Um, I actually did this topic on the Facebook page. Not many people put Iron Man in there, and Iron Man's my number one. Um, Iron Man at number one, Man of Steel at number two, Aquaman at number three, Winter, no, shoot, sorry, Winter Soldier has to come out, sorry, that was what I made earlier. Um, Logan at number four, and then at number five, I would put, trying to think, what do I want at number five? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with Black Panther at number five. Oh, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have made my top five before, um, because I had Winter Soldier in there before. But I watched Winter Soldier the other day, and I'm like, Black Widow and Falcon are in it too much for me to say that it, it it's just a solo film. Like it just seems like another team up movie. Um, I guess I got to throw Ragnarok out. I didn't think about the Hulk. Obviously, that's a team up. Well, let me ask you this. You you guys remember Winter Soldier, right? Would you say sure. Thor shared as many scenes with Hulk as Cap did with uh, Natasha in, in um, Falcon? I'd say more. More? Yeah, I'd say probably the more. Movie, the movie starts with Cap and Falcon. <laughs> like them, them jogging together. Yeah. And then Black Widow picks him up, and then they go into a mission where he's fighting with Black Widow. Uh, like, it's almost. Uh, let me put it like this. Uh, the reason I say that is because I've seen Winter Soldier probably three times. I've seen Thor Ragnarok about 3,000 times because it's like my kid's favorite. So <laughs> uh, I might be the wrong one to ask there. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right. So I'll tell you what. If you want to throw in Ragnarok, um, you can throw in Ragnarok. Into the Spider-Verse, I, I, can't, I, I can't throw that. That's absolutely a team-up move. Uh, like, I, want no I want to switch far from home. I'm going to yeah, switch go far from home with um, The Dark Knight Returns Part 2. You're going animated? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I don't really have any issue with that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, well <laughs> we're throwing an animated into this. I wouldn't put Black Panther at five then. I'd probably put Batman under the red hood. Uh... <laughs> nah, I, I, I keep Black Panther in there because you're gonna. Because here's the thing, I I'm a huge enthusiast of DC's animated films, um, so I'm like I could do a top thirty list of just those. Um, so I'm thinking, and I'm like, Assault on Arkham was a classic. Then you go to The Dark Knight Returns Part One, Part Two, and then you go Under the Red Hood, then the Mass new Batman movie. Master of the Phantasm, the only one to actually be in theaters, not just straight to DVD or your, your streaming service. Killing Joke went to theaters. Oh, Killing Joke did go to theaters, but that was super rapey. Like, that was, that was a little bit too much. <laughs> it was kind of bad, though. 
Yeah. That movie definitely should have had Chris Hansen pop in at some point. But, um, yeah, uh, if I think we want my animation, it, I'll go down a rabbit hole. Um, but one honorable mention I did want to bring up that I know a lot of people keep forgetting is a comic book movie um, is V for Vendetta. Does not oh, get enough. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna switch yeah. up here to a for Vendetta. Yes. Yeah. Does not get enough recognition. I actually want to give a shout out to Nick, um, who's part of uh, Geek Vibes, Geek Vibes um, Live. He actually had V for Vendetta at his number two. Um, <laughs> weirdly, Ant Man at his five, but V for Vendetta is the only one I want to talk about. <laughs> um, so I want to give a huge shout out to him because when when you think about it. You think of how good that movie was, but you forget that it came from a comic book. So, like, you suspend the belief of, like, oh, wait, they came from source material with this. So, um, I wanted to give a shout-out to V for Vendetta, um, and that's really it. I don't I don't have Deadpool in my list anywhere. Um, I also, I see a lot of people talk about Blade 2. I don't think Blade 2 was a good movie. I didn't like anything about it. Um, I, I that think was kind of a team up movie, it was though. fun at the time, but it hasn't aged well at all. It hasn't. And you want to know something that that's crazy, Mike? Here, here's how much of a hypocrite I am. I actually prefer Blade Three, and that doggone no. well. Let's not go crazy. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a little too much of your like. You saw Deadpool, and now you like Ryan Reynolds more or something. I think that's what that is. That has no, to be because man, no. I was in the theater face palming during that movie. You know why I enjoyed that movie is I I still to this day believe even though yes once I saw that was when I knew Ryan Reynolds would be a perfect Deadpool um, I thought that was his audition for Deadpool was, was Blade Trinity um, I was a I was a big Jessica Biel fan and I well, thought who that, right that's very true <laughs> um, I thought that movie gave me the action that I just felt like I didn't get from the second one it was just pure action. Um, and, and that's what I loved about it. Uh, it wasn't necessarily Ryan Reynolds, because um, I'd be lying if I told you, like, um, you know, I, I thought he was the funniest, because I was young, so a lot of that humor didn't hit me till I got older and rewatched that movie. Uh, I just loved the action, and I, I thought Wesley Snipes was just, like, the coolest thing ever. So, but I yeah. I know you said no team-ups, mm-hmm. no team but if they're a team, like, if it's a comic book about a team, does that, does that count? I'd say no, because then we're we're kind of going down. Because uh, then people will want Guardians, people will want Watchmen. I, I had Guardians because, like I said, it, I felt like it was just. I mean, that's the comic that it is. But if I if I can do that, then I want to take off Spider Man Two and put on the director's cut of Watchmen. Well, I tell you what. Look, all right. Here's what we'll do. We'll break it open. You want to put some <laughs> movies in there? I'm putting Sin City at number one, um, and I'm redoing mm-hmm. my list. Like Sin City goes at number one. Uh, Wait, so are we mixing it back up again? Yeah, you know what, Mike, you're you're here causing chaos. We're we're gonna throw teams in. Let's throw teams. In. <laughs> That's everyone why you have me on, man. So you all just like agree with each other. <laughs> everyone, everyone, redo your list. So I'm gonna go Watchmen, Logan, V for Vendetta, Winter Soldier, Iron Man. That's my top five. Who wants to go next? One thing I'm changing. But the director's cut of Watchmen, not that theatrical version that left an hour of the movie out. Ah, fair enough. I mean, I could live with either or, but yeah, no, I get your point. I think that's Zack Snyder's best movie. 
I I still will never say yeah no yeah yeah I mean 300 was just oof that was good and Man of Steel was just beautiful but it's That's hard like how to, highly I I put Watchmen the directors could like it's yeah, perfect it's hard not to put Watchmen there okay yeah I'll give you that I'll give you that so so what are you changing your list to me uh, Dark Knight Man of Steel The Crow Guardians of the Galaxy and Watchmen okay all right. Dom, what are you changing it to? Uh, Dark Knight, V for Vendetta, Logan, The Crow, and I switched up completely on my last one to put uh, the 1990s uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, nice. Oh, oh man. Fair enough. Touche. You need to let us research something like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this could be an episode because I, I would love to hear what Tia and, and, and Pal's um, choices are, and Dan. So, I mean, we could definitely make this a topic. So we can go ahead and, after AJ's, go ahead and kind of wrap this up and save this maybe for a topic for uh, for this upcoming week. Okay, so mine even... is Spider-Man oh, ahead, Spider-Verse. Mine is Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. That's number one. Number two is Man of Steel. Number three is V for Vendetta. Number four is Logan. Number five is Dark Knight. In that exact order. Fair enough. I mean, I I just want us to do topics that are that are difficult. So like, instead of what you know, like I might have you guys create your top five, and then you could only keep one, like something like that. Something so it's just it, it's a little bit more difficult because every time people have the top five, they kind of just sound somewhat the same. Um, so just make it a little bit more difficult. All right, you picked your top five now limit down the one you only can have one um i know if i only could have one it would easily be the watchman easily easily uh, no no sorry i'm gonna gonna say guardians just because i enjoy watching with my kids so much i actually i lied to you it would be sin city it would be sin city because that the way they did that movie is exactly how i want uh the batman to be i want the the self-narration I want at moments for it to be black and white. Um, you know, I, I do want all the aesthetics of that. Um, and they oh, they just went out. Some of the, yes, I would love they just, they just went and got some of Hollywood's top best actors. Uh, man, most of them were old, but they went out and got a lot of heavy hitters and put them in uh, that Sin City movie. That second one was just like, did they not know they did a really good first one? Like, why would they... <laughs> Why would they do this? <laughs> I'm not accepting any of the green slander on this podcast. All right. No, I, I I didn't say anything wrong about Eva Green. I, I, I'm right. I'm right. Okay, there with, okay Collins. The Collins grills offenders. The, the movie itself was bad, but I anything. Didn't even see bad green, so just from what I heard. Wait, you didn't see it? Since a two? No, I did not. Okay, good. You're not missing anything. Uh, but all right. <laughs> Basically, what I heard was save the two and a half hours of your life. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't see it. Don't see it, especially if you think the first one was good. Don't see that. Um, but all right, we had a great show, guys. Um, I want to thank Dan again for joining us. His first time ever. Again, another shout out to Tia, who is not feeling the best, so she'll be on this uh, on the next episode. Uh, Mike. It's been a while. You have to do more of these, man. I will do my best. I mean, it's not like we're doing very much geek media core these days. So, yeah, I will definitely do my best. 
<laughs> I can't wait for our next episode. That's how much I enjoyed this one. Um, Dom, AJ, thank you both. Um, we always talk like literally like all the time. I think we just did a podcast the other day. Didn't, no, we did the meeting. Sorry, I'm completely confusing things now. I do too many podcasts. Um, but, <laughs> but it's always great talking to all three of you. And hopefully we do this again on um, Friday. Friday or Saturday, either or. But um, this when is a great episode. When are the Mandalorian review? I want to do it sat- on, on Saturdays. Um, you know, where it's kind of like a free day. I don't necessarily have anything crazy going on. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll we'll figure it out, AJ. We'll make sure we loop you in, Mike. You know, I'm doing a lot of content creation now. So if you guys ever want to like reveal yourselves and start doing some video reviews and stuff, we can do that. I told you I'm down for video reviews. AJ, if you're down, we can make this a video review. I don't mind. Okay. Yeah. So we'll let you set it up, Mike, and um, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about it. Dom, we'll loop you in. We'll loop, we'll loop everyone. Word. <laughs> you will have well, like a um, nine person panel I don't even care let's do it <laughs> I, don't, I don't care either let's do it but um, thank you guys for joining me for another all new episode of Geeks Against the Grain um, this is a fun episode um, and we will see you guys same time same place next time peace peace Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.